Thanks for tuning into the Realtor Moms podcast. We are Tasha and Jamie, full-time realtors and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes and try to keep our kids alive. Today on the Realtor Moms podcast, Jamie and I are going to be talking about the questions that everyone asks us. Yeah, the questions that <laughs> our buyers, our sellers, maybe they're not even clients yet. Maybe it's just small talk, but the questions that we seem to hear over and over again. We're Correct. trying to erase some of the mystery so you can get a jump start on uh, on your moving. Well, um, my list, and it was funny when we were putting this list together, mine are questions that I brought up that I seem to get once I have clients that are under contract with me uh, as my clients. Right. And yours were before you even have clients under contract. Yeah, mine were so. kind of that coffee table talk, like, oh, hey, I've been thinking about it, but what do you think about A, B, C, you know, these other questions. So it was interesting. We, we assign each other little bits of homework before we have these podcasts, and um, we, we thought about this from different perspectives. So, so you're going to get a little, little, a little bit, bit of, of both. Yeah. Well, I will start off with my sure. number one. And these are questions that I have quite a bit with my buyer clients. Okay. And that is, you know, what are specials, taxes? What is an escrow account? Right. So those, you know, when you kind of think about an escrow account, uh, what I explain to my buyers is that escrow account is when you take your taxes, the yearly uh, special installment fee, and then your homeowner's insurance. And that is the escrow account that you put forth. And basically that's money that you put away each month to go towards that that account to pay off the mm-hmm. taxes, specials, and homeowner's insurance. That's right. It's an amount of money that's already factored into your payment, a small portion of what you're already paying every month that goes into a special little account called the escrow account that pays off your taxes at the end of the year, your special installment installment and your homeowner's insurance. So you don't have to pay that big fat bill when it comes and, hey, you owe $2,000 in taxes or $5,000 in specials or whatever it is. It's already covered for you because you've sort of budgeted it. It's kind of like a a built-in budget plan. Exactly. And I I feel like we have to say one more thing about escrow too, because HGTV uses the word escrow sometimes in a different way. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. So (laughs) sometimes they will refer to the period of time between when you have an offer on a home that's accepted and your closing date as a quote-unquote escrow period or escrow time. So they'll say, oh, we have this house in escrow. Um, That kind of means the same thing. Yes. Right? Kind of. Not really, <laughs> but, you know. We don't we don't use that terminology like that very often around here. So I just wanted to point that out because I hear it all the time on HGTV. Oh, dang HGTV. I know. It's a love-hate relationship <laughs> for me with HGTV. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that I put on my list for a common buyer question is, hey, Jamie, how many houses do people usually see before they make an offer? I tell them that I don't have, like, an exact answer. Everybody's a little bit different, but you You'd be really, I think people would be really shocked and tell me if this happens to you too. Um, but they'd be really surprised to know that a lot of times, like maybe even as often as 50% of the time, my buyers end up buying one of the very first houses they see. And it's not necessarily that that's the first time they go out, they buy one of the first houses they see, but maybe we go out the first time we see four or five, they really, really like one. We go out again, and they see four or five that they don't really like, then we go out again, see one or two, and then they decide that they're going to write an offer on one of the first ones, if it's still available. Or sometimes yes. they're crushed, because it's not available. So it's like they need permission to not have to look at 100 houses before they make a decision, which can be which can be difficult, but you're getting our permission. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. One thing I always talk about, too, is um, 
you know, I've had clients that are just like that. They want to yeah. make an offer on one of the first houses they see. Mm-hmm. And it's almost even in some sense me who's saying, okay, let's look at at least two or three more oh, sure. just to make sure that this is the right fit yeah. for you. I, you know, if I am just meeting clients and it's kind of our first time out looking, I really want to make sure that they are, they are very sure on the decision that they are making. And so oh, I say, totally. okay, let's look, let's just take one afternoon, look at that house you look at that house and maybe it's my first time seeing it because they mm-hmm. went through during an open. Sure. But then I say, oh, okay, let's also look at two, three more that might be a good fit. And from there, that may be the home. And it's well, many times, I would say probably half to three quarters of the time it is like that. Yeah. Then I would say the other quarter percent of the time, yeah. uh, <laughs> what I'm looking at is those clients that, I mean, we have looked at 20 homes. Right. So really it's a matter of, in, in that sense, they probably aren't feeling rushed or they are... A little ways off from making that decision. Sure. So sure. that's what I see with my clients. I gotcha. So I gotcha. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. Uh... Okay. So what's next on my <laughs> list um, is who pays for the home inspection. Um, uh, I get this yes. question quite a bit from my clients. Okay. Who pays for the home inspection? And mm-hmm. then also mm-hmm. is what's the difference between the appraisal and the home inspection? Right. Uh, the appraisal is ordered by the bank to make sure that that valuation comes in and that you're not over buying a home. So if you made an offer for 250 and the price comes in at 245 for valuation, they're making sure that you are not over under from the moment that you start off you right. know moving into the home right and then the, they will only lend you the amount of money that the their uh, uh, their specific appraiser has identified the property to be worth correct correct yeah. and then the home inspection is uh, a buyer cost as well mm-hmm. and that is just a report on you know the repair items that may or may mm-hmm. not be needed in a property sure the, the condition of the property paid for by, by the, the buyer, buyer because the appra- sorry the inspector works for the buyer and in the buyer's best interest to identify any and all defects that they can possibly see. Correct. Right? Yes. That would be a pretty good way to put it. So what's next on your list, Jamie? Um, next on my list, oh, <laughs> the favorite question of all ages, how low will they go? <laughs> so exactly. This is, this is the question that buyers will often ask me or ask Tasha, ask realtors in general uh, when they're looking at a property. Maybe it's been on the market for one day. Maybe it's been on the market for one year or even longer. They want to know, you know, how low do we think? Like we have a little bit of insider information. Usually we don't. And if we did, in most cases, we wouldn't be able to share it but um they, they want to know what our what our opinion is i think more than anything on on how low we think that they that can we go can with an initial offer or or with a negotiation and i i think it's so dependent on the specifics of the property and the situation that i don't know how this exactly. how more to address it in this podcast but uh you know that's more it's of a really in, popular question it is usually each home, each situation is so individualized yes. that you have to really take each situation yeah. in, and, and evaluate all of those items right. to the deal at that time. Yes. So we can't really get into much in information more than what we're sharing now. Right, right. No, I think okay. that, that's about the best we can say. But yeah, super popular question. <laughs> what's, another what's next? another yeah. item that I hear quite a bit actually on both sides is what is the step-by-step process through closing on mm, both the buy side yeah. and sell side? It's not something people do every day. So. Exactly. So they just want to know what can we expect from the moment we start talking about this mm-hmm. to closing. And me and Jamie both, uh, I know we've already done a selling side process uh, one of our next uh podcasts we'll do here in the future will be kind of what does that buy yeah. side process look like yeah. so absolutely and part of that kind of well inside the process potentially is an item on my list how much money will i need 
exactly. I mean, if you're the buyer, you want to know, you know, there's all these terms. There's cash to close. There's closing costs. There's all these money terms. We talked a little about who seller pays for the inspection. Yes, seller concessions. <laughs> who pays closing costs? Just have them pay all my closing costs. No, it, it, there. That's a, that's another specific one. It depends on what you're buying, when you're closing, and you know, what how type much of money. loan you have, yeah. and how much are you putting down for a yes, down payment if you're exactly. the buyer. There's a lot of information, and each situation is going to be very individualized per transaction. Yep. So at that po- moment, at that time, we can go through all of that information in the specifics to that information with our clients. Yes. We can also help you compare fee worksheets or, or lender worksheets from your mortgage lender. So you can kind of see, you know, maybe somebody charges a higher interest rate, but more cash up front on closing day versus somebody else with a lower interest rate. Um, doesn't charge as much or, or vice versa is usually the case. There. Exactly. You knew what I meant. <laughs> but we can help you kind of weed through some of the technicalities so you can really see dollar for dollar where your best, uh, where your advantage is. The next item on my list is how long does it take to close? Yeah. Both on buy side and sell side. Yeah. And, and generally speaking, you know, on the sell side, what I see is, okay, how long will it take for us, for us to see an offer on our home mm-hmm. and pend our property. Yeah. So there's that item. And then for the buy side, okay, from the moment we make an offer, how long does it take until we can get to closing date? You mean while you're in escrow? Exactly, <laughs> while you're in escrow. <laughs> yeah. And and what do you usually see? I mean, I've seen, it, it kind of depends on the time of the year, but right now we're seeing maybe 30 days is very reasonable. Very reasonable. Up to 60 days, really. It, it depends, too, on the type of loan mm-hmm. that you see come that we come across. Yeah. You know, VA loans can take longer. USDA yep. loans can take longer. We're conventional. Generally speaking, we can see that more like 30 days. And I've even heard situations okay. within two to three weeks, but it really is dependent on who your mortgage lender is, who they're working with, and the type of loan that you yeah. have. And just how busy the market is. Exactly. If they're backlogged, it, it could take a little bit longer. So, yeah. and again, that's one of those items that is very individualized depending upon what that transaction looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, next item on my list uh, for sellers is when is a good time to sell? <laughs> and the answer is when you need to move. No, it, it, I, I don't think there's ever really a terrible time to list your property for sale. I would say probably the least amount of activity is late in the fourth quarter of yes, the year. Yes, October, you know, November, December. Especially between Thanksgiving and New Year. But, um, you know, January 2nd, it's... It's on. I think that people really start coming out of the woodwork after the holidays. They're they're looking to move again. So well, I wouldn't necessarily say this in our market this year, twenty nineteen, because yeah. we've had such a treacherous winter. But That's we true. we always That's joke true. about how <laughs> the spring real estate market in Fargo, Moorhead, mm-hmm. West Fargo starts in February. Yeah, maybe not this year, but most right, years. Right, right. <laughs> starts on any day that you're not snowed in and trapped inside your home, and uh. you start seeing that above freezing weather. Yeah. yeah, people get outside a little bit, but I really think people start looking online for up to months, if not years, before they're out looking in person and on foot at showing appointments. So um, I don't think there's ever necessarily a bad time to list your house. It's more about what works best for you. Now, I do want to add one thing about Lakes Country and rural property. They're a little bit harder to sell in the winter. Some of those Lakes properties are seasonal and they're not always accessible in the wintertime. Oh, um, and we also have the septic and, and wells to yes, take into consideration and the testing that's needed. It's generally almost impossible to inspect a septic system in the wintertime, um, depending on the type of system you have. So um, in those situations, early spring, as early as you can get in the spring is probably a little bit better if I had to pick a favorite. But again, people well, are I'm, looking online 
all the time. Well, Literally I know that time. you are kind of, you specialize quite a bit in that rural real estate, but, mm-hmm. and I know I, I do some, not yeah. to the level you yeah. do, but yeah. one conversation I have with many of my clients is maybe we should wait until that drive is enjoyable when yes. people can start thinking about, oh, this is a great time. We can take that 20 minute drive yeah. out of town and just, it's our time to unwind for the day instead of clutching the steering wheel <laughs> on icy, <laughs> snowy weather. So, yeah, you know, that's what I think. T- yeah. Few things will kill a uh, uh, enjoyable commute uh, faster than icy roads. <laughs> exactly. So that is some advice I give. Yeah. And this is right around probably the time that you're like, Tasha, shut up. No, no, no. It all matters. It all makes sense. And and if you're going to live rural, you're going to have to figure out how to drive. Uh, no no matter what time anyway, of the year. Potentially. But yeah, anyway, yeah, it all it all matters a little bit. But overall, you list your house when you have to sell. Exactly. That's, that's the end of the story. And we can help any client any time of the year. It's just a matter of when is the right time for yeah. you with what you have going on in right. your life. Right. So. so the next item on my list for sellers, a common seller question is, what do we remodel or what do we update before we list the house? On my list as well, along yeah. with what, uh, what, how can you help me stage the home right. so it makes the best impact possible when it goes live on the market? Yeah. And, and we're not going to go into a lot of those details here because we just recorded another podcast. So you have to go to realtormomspodcast.com to look for our recent episode titled uh, Little Money, Big Impacts. We've got a lot of tips there on what some small cost items can be that that make a really big impact and help you prepare your house for sale. So check that out. Little Money, Big Impacts. So what's next on your list? The last item on my list is, uh, you know, when I'm dealing with a seller, many times they want to know, okay, if we list our house for this amount of money, uh, what will my proceeds be? At the end of the day, what what, are they putting in their pocket? Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, we can do what's called a net sheet for our clients and mm-hmm. and it really does a breakdown of what they can walk away with in terms of proceeds at the day of closing. Yeah. Sometimes so, those closing costs are just it's such an abstract idea but we can actually give you an idea of what those figures will be so you have it in in numbers that make sense so you can kind of tell what you're going to be leaving the closing table with. One one thing I ask for from mm-hmm. my clients is um you know, what do they owe left on their mortgage? Right. So we take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. We, you know, if a buyer is asking for seller pay closing costs, you know, we put all of that information together so you can really get a good idea of what, what your proceeds will be. Right. Right. Cool. Well, um, I have got one more bonus item. Uh, what, do we need to disclose this? If you are asking me that question, the answer, the answer is, is yes. <laughs> uh, disclose if you can. There's there's nothing scarier than a 100-year-old house that's in perfect condition, air quotes. <laughs> like, it just doesn't happen, and we don't expect it to happen. So anything you can think of, if, if you've ever had, you know, a, a little water seepage here, a, a, you know, a busted wall there, a broken door, you know, dishwasher over flowed, whatever it is, just disclose it. You're way better off. One item I expect <laughs> to see on every single property disclosure living in Cass County oh, yeah. with uh, the clay soil is mm. cracks in the sidewalk, yes. cracks in the driveway. Settling, that's just one it's That's normal. one item I expect to see just because it's right. in every house yes. please at don't, some point. <laughs> yeah, please don't feel like your house is defective if you have to say, yes, there's been one or more imperfections here. It's, so. it's better to disclose it ahead of time yep. instead of having issues down the road. Totally. So. Perfect. Well, those are the questions that everyone asks. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Replay or hear more episodes at realtormomspodcast.com and follow us on Instagram with hashtag realtormomspodcast.
This podcast is produced by Jamie R. Swenson and Tasha Barrett of Park Company Realtors, 28 North 10th Street, Fargo, North Dakota, 58102.